Welcome to Couple of Vigents, your daily episode-by-episode guide. Episode... Oh. Hello and welcome to Couple of Vigents, your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am one of your hosts, Dan, and with me as always... Is his wife, Penny. Sitting over here chuckling at him, messing up the intro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened to me on that intro. I don't know. I can't figure out if this sounds good or not. I'm going to turn this off. There. Okay. Now I think I'm... Okay. I can't tell. Yeah, I, th- I thought you sounded fine, so... I, I think it's my voice, once again. I, we're going to have to figure this out someday. <laughs> How I can transmit my voice and get it recorded properly. So... <laughs> How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing fine. How are you? Now that we've butchered this opening. Yeah, well, you know. It's finally sunny outside. Snow's melting, so that's hey. nice. Yeah, it was starting to get a little too gray for a couple too too many days there for a bit. Um, anything else before we get into the show, really? No, not at all. All right. I can't think of anything. All right. Sounds good. So this is season five, episode one, uh, Sympathy for the Devil, and it picks up right where uh, the last episode uh, stopped off. I guess that's the word you'd use. Right, and you'll notice that with Supernatural, whatever happens on the season finale, that is immediately the next thing that they're going to be dealing with in the first episode of the next season. Yeah, I had a big thing yesterday about how I hoped that they weren't going to just skip a whole bunch of time. Well, they certainly didn't. Because it was the, yeah, it was the exact same time. Sam and Dean were still at the convent. Yeah, so the uh, doors shut on uh, Sam and Dean in this room that they're in, in this convent. And that white light keeps pouring out of the floor. There's a whole bunch of noise. Everything goes white. And then Sam and Dean show up in an airplane. And then... There's, once again, another big bright light that seems to shoot the airplane down. Everything goes white again. And that's the beginning of the episode. Yes, from the airplane, you could tell that that light was coming up from a certain spot um, on Earth. So I think maybe they were put in the plane just before the bright light actually did happen because I don't know how to describe it. Um, but yeah, I think it was the same bright light that they saw when they were there. But here you could tell when they were in the plane that it did shoot up from the ground. Um, and the plane did look like it was going down because uh, it started going down. The lights, not the lights, but the yeah alarms go off. The face masks all come down. But Yeah, so that makes sense because he even said like, oh, we were just here. Because they were like flying over whatever town. Right, they were flying over whatever the convent town. was in. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that, yeah, they got beamed up there and flew in the airplane. But then... The airplane crashed, didn't it? <laughs> Obviously not, because the next time we see Sam and Dean, they're fine. Um, so, yeah, very confusing. That was confusing as to actually what happened in the airplane. I'm just assuming that once they got past uh, where that convent was, that the pilot was able to correct, and everything was okie-dokie. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, wasn't there then questions asked by, like, Everyone, <laughs> what like, was that super bright light that blinded all of us? Yeah, like, what the hell? Um, no, nobody ever seems to have noticed the super bright light. So, beginning of the episode, uh, Sam and Dean, they're dri- driving down the road together. This is when I was just completely confused. So, you think that the plane went and landed somewhere safely? 
Yes, because you notice they weren't in baby, so I'm assuming they got a rental car at whatever airport they landed at, and then were on their way to... Oh, I didn't notice that they were not in their car. Right, it was in a, it was in a rental car, it looked like. Okay. Uh, they're wondering what happened, and Dean says that they need to find Cass. Sam and Dean, they show up at Chuck's house. The place is a wreck. Chuck really needs to pick up after himself. <laughs> Yes, it's no wonder he was upset with the archangel coming in <laughs> and the last episode. Oh, no, not again, because you're right. His uh, house looked like a tornado went through it. Yeah, it looked horrible. You're definitely not going to impress 10 prostitutes all night with that place. Not at all. Uh, Chuck then gets the drop on Sam and hits him with, I don't know, a lamp or something. Um, Chuck is very shocked to see Sam. Since the last time, he knew he was going to be full Vader mode and have a 105 degree temperature, 250 per minute pulse, and his eyes were going to turn black. Dean does not like the sounds of this at all. Right, and he's saying, the last time I saw you. So he saw in his mind everything that happened in that convent. Yeah. Because Dean was standing behind Sam, he had no idea that Sam's eyes turned black when he actually killed Lilith. Yeah, so however Chuck does his foreshadowing or whatever, didn't he say he just gets drunk and passes out basically or something? Sometimes, but I think what happens is, well, he would get drunk because he'd get these terrible headaches and he'd get drunk, but I think it was just getting the headaches and then he would get the vision whether he probably drank or not. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chuck says, uh, Cass, he got blown up into meaty bits. Zachariah shows up and says he was looking for Dean. Dean is uh, pretty upset with Zachariah and the whole Angel Clan for jump-starting Armageddon. There's a little bit of a back and forth between starting it and letting it happen. Zachariah, though, he now wants Dean to kill Lucifer, but Dean absolutely does not trust him. Zachariah says that uh, he is out looking for a person to be in right now, meaning Lucifer is out uh, looking for his vessel right now. And at that point, Zachariah notices that Dean's hand is bleeding. And uh, Dean's like, yep. And he pulls out a sliding door behind him with the, one of the uh, symbol that Cass used to blow Zachariah away before. And Dean did the same thing, slaps his hand on the door, and Zachariah's like, no! And then all of a sudden gets blown away. Yes, Chuck's house is all of a sudden angel-free. And uh, Dean says that that was a trick he learned from his friend Cass. Because right now he thinks Cass is dead. Yeah, as a matter of fact, they <laughs> Chuck found some a molar in his hair. So we're assuming that's a piece of Cass that, right there. Uh, so Dean hand, uh, Sam hands Dean a hex bag. And to start helping them pr hide themselves from Lucifer and... Uh, Sam says it was a something that he learned from Ruby. So, like, right. Sam, what are you doing? <laughs> like, why are you even bringing up Ruby's name? Yeah, that's kind of a, not a bad subject. Well, you forgot to mention that now they're not they're not still at Chuck's. They're at some motel right now. Right. That's when um yeah Sam walks in and gives Dean the hex bags. Dean asks Sam how he's doing with everything. Sam starts to try and apologize, but. Dean wants to know uh, why they have to talk about it so much. And at that point, I'm like, Dean, you just asked him what was wrong. <laughs> and now you're mad at him for bringing it up? But I don't think Dean was asking him what was wrong. He was asking him about how he's feeling by not having the demon blood. 
Because before he went through terrible withdrawals, that's why he and Bobby locked him in the, the vault in the first yeah, place. Yeah, but now we know that that was all right. bubkiss. Right. Well, Sam says, well, whatever you know, got us on the plane must have cleaned me up. So he's thinking that um, whoever did that maybe. purged him his body of all the demon blood. If he even needed it in the first place or had any effect on him it whatsoever. Exactly. It's still up in the air. Exactly. Now that we know that Ruby said he didn't need it anyways. Um, Dean says, uh, you know, he doesn't want to talk about this apocalypse thing much. He's just like, whatever, we'll clean it up. All we got to do is go find the devil. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> we see a guy walking into his front door at night. Uh, the wind kicks up and it looks like something is attacking him. It just like all goes black. Then we see the guy waking up in bed and there's blood all over it, but then there wasn't. He's just hallucinating. Yeah, he woke up, there's blood everywhere, and he got up and turned on the light and then looked at his bed, and when he turned the light on, blood was gone. Then he wakes up to a lady telling him that he's special and he's chosen, but then she's not really there. So it's kind of like, okay, <laughs> thanks, hallucinating man. Yeah, he's having a real bad trip, this guy. Uh, we see a, uh, a young fan. I, have we seen her before? I thought we'd seen her before, but maybe I'd just seen her because of you watching it. Yes, this is Becky's first appearance. Okay, so we see a young female fan. Uh, she looks very giddy, and she's typing out Sam and Dean fan fiction. Um, she looks she looks like a stalker already. <laughs> <laughs> and Chuck gives her a call. Chuck, the author of the Supernatural books, uh, gives her a call on her uh, video chat on her computer. And uh, Chuck says that uh, he's being watched and needs her help and that he needs her to get a message to Sam and Dean. Becky, like, stops and is like, I don't like getting played. And then Chuck's like, oh, no, Becky, it's all real. And then Becky says, I knew it. Yeah. Like, wait, how would you know it was all real? <laughs> You're right. At first, she's like... I hate being made fun of. Yeah. Like, she was a super dork in it. Yeah, I, I know that this isn't real, and it's just fantasy and make-believe, but you're right. And then he says, Becky, listen, it's real. She's like, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, she was, she, it took her no convincing. She right. was right on board. <laughs> She's like, oh, hell yeah. Uh, we see Sam and Dean are hanging out in a hotel room, knock on the door, and lo and behold, it's Becky to give them a message. The angels, uh, they ended up losing Michael's sword, and it's hidden in a castle made of 42 dogs. A castle on a hill of 42 dogs. All right. Castle on a hill of 42 dogs. Yeah. And Sam's like, did you get that message right? And Becky's like, oh, I memorized it. And she's all rubbing on his Sam's chest and just really acting freaky. She's definitely <laughs> a super fan of Sam's. Dean, she didn't really seem to care too much about. She just said, oh, you don't look like I thought you did. Yeah, she's like pretty into Sam. And then she even, like, mentioned to them that she's wrote fan fiction, and she got all giddy and Well, did you, did you notice the fan fiction she was writing? She was writing a love scene between Sam and Cass. Oh, well, and then her website was morethanbrothers.com. Right, so exactly. What the hell is wrong with this lady? <laughs> uh, Sam and Dean show up at Bobby's. No, Bobby shows up where they are. All right. Bobby shows them a book that has pictures of Michael and his sword. 
And it's that sword that's needed to boot Lucifer out of hell. Sam get, starts walking away and gets sad. And then he turns and apologizes to Bobby for letting Lucifer out. He reveals the whole thing that Ruby tricked him and that, you know, he broke the last seal. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Bobby, at this point, though, gets super pissed at Sam and says, when this is over, lose my number. Um, Sam says he's going to go find some old books in a church. And Sam walks off sad. That's about it, right? Yeah, pretty much it. Yeah. Bobby was super duper pissed at Sam. Um, doesn't want him, Yeah, doesn't want him around anymore. Wants nothing to do with him after all this is over. We see Bobby and Dean then talking amongst themselves. Bobby says, maybe we should have killed him or just let him die. <laughs> yeah. Because he mentioned, you know, John, I think your dad was right. He said you'd have to either kill, you'd have to save Sam or kill him. And I think maybe we should have killed him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow, Bobby. <laughs> Way to turn on, on your supposed family so quick. <laughs> At this point, though, Dean must not have been listening or paying attention because all of a sudden the light bulb goes off in his head and he figures out the directions from Becky. John happens to have a fake ID that had him at 42 Rover Hill. No, he had the card for his storage unit. Cause we've seen the storage unit before with that first episode with... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. His, That's where they got their rabbit secret foot. storage unit is at 42. Castle 42 Rover Hill. So it was, yeah, Castle Storage 42 Rover Hill. So that was the 42 dogs that Chuck's message was. Why about. didn't they just put that together immediately with the 42 then? Because they knew about that place, that it was, it was Dad's hideout, and he might have had something there. They, because I'm sure when Becky gave the message, it, it was so cryptic that yeah. he didn't put two and two together right away. All right. Well, it, I, yeah, I guess that isn't that hard of a puzzle to unlock. But Dean jumps up, figures it all out. Uh, Bobby then immediately starts to kick Dean's ass. Turns out Bobby's a demon. Meg shows up wearing a new body and comes in and starts taunting Dean. She says she owes Sam a fruit basket. Meg then forces a kiss on Dean, which is really weird. <laughs> uh, Meg hands over the uh, demon stabby knife to Bobby and for Bobby to stab and kill Dean. But at the last moment, Internal real life Bobby fights off demon Bobby and he makes him stab himself. Sam busts in, and at this point, everyone is kung fu fighting. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I can put notes on this because all of a sudden there's just punches everywhere, right? Yeah, that goes back and forth to Dean getting his butt kicked, Sam getting his butt kicked. Yeah, so Bobby laying there in the ground. If you're really interested in the fight scene, go watch the episode. <laughs> Uh, Dean stabs one of Meg's henchmen. At that point, Meg figures the fight is over for now, and she smokes out and leaves. It's night now, and we're back with Hallucinating Dude. He's hearing a baby crying that isn't there. He goes to check the baby's room. The crib starts pouring blood out of it. The guy starts crying, but once again, he's just hallucinating. Sorry, I had to let one of the dogs out. Yeah, when the camera pulls back above the crib, we can see that the crib is perfectly fine. No blood. I really wasn't worried about a baby or blood or anything from the beginning of that episode. I knew he was hallucinating. Right. Hallucinating dude's always hallucinating. <laughs> uh, Sam, and, uh, Sam and Dean, they take Bobby into the ER. So when he stabbed himself, he didn't kill himself. Just killed the demon in him. Uh Dean tells Sammy that they need to split and go find that sword. And so they bail on Bobby, leaving him in the hospital, and they take off into the night. 
Sam and Dean show up at the uh, storage unit, the warehouse, whatever it is. They go inside, and there are some bodies already laying on the ground, and the angels are inside. <laughs> I think Dean makes a pretty funny comment, like, oh, good, the angels are here. <laughs> yeah, oh, yippee. <laughs> uh, the door closes behind Sam and Dean. At this point, then, Zachariah tells Dean that he is actually Michael Sword. Commercial. Come back and Zechariah uh, fills us all in on more information that he's not a sword per se, but he is, uh, he's Michael's chosen vessel. Yes, he said he's Michael's perfect vessel. Apparently, Michael and Lucifer each have one person that's a st- that they can be their strongest in, and Dean happens to be Michael's. Well, Dean does not want to go along with it. Uh, Zechariah then breaks Sam's legs to get him to talk. Uh, Dean wants to know how many people are going to die in the crossfire of this fight between Michael and Lucifer. Uh, Dean figures out that during this conversation, he figures out that the, unlike demons, the angels actually need permission to take over a body. Like right. That's why they kept asking him when he'd like, hey, wait. Yeah, Dean I got to go along with your plan, don't I? Uh, right. Zachariah then tries to... Uh, Deal with Dean some more um, by giving first giving him stage four stomach cancer, which he just starts puking blood then right then. <laughs> right. Uh, he then takes Sam's lungs away, and Zachariah leans over and says he's just getting started. At this point, Cass shows up, and he starts killing all the other angels that were hanging out with him. <laughs> Zachariah is very shocked to see Cass and wants to know why he's still alive, and Cass is like, I don't know. How did those two get on that airplane? And then at that point, I'm like, I don't know. What was the airplane even about? Like, I was so confused about this whole airplane thing still. I think it was just something um, for Sam and Dean to get out of that area. And it happened to be flying overhead on whoever. I'm assuming it was God that brought Cass back, and it was God that put Sam and Dean on the airplane. But the, the episode doesn't explicitly say that. That's just my assumption. Yeah, exactly. It, it does seem to be like... And even Zechariah was like, uh-oh, what do you mean? You know, kind of like, oh, there's a higher calling or higher power than what he's hearing orders on, possibly. Right, exactly. So, uh, Cass tells him to uh, heal Sam and Dean and take off before, you know, Cass has to stab Zechariah, I guess. Zechariah does. He gives Sam his lungs back and heals Dean, and then he splits. Uh Cass tells him that those hex bags uh, that they've been making, they aren't going to help fighting Lucifer. And Cass reaches over, touches the boys. They, like, wince in pain. And it was some sort of mark of protection. At first they thought that they got branded, but in fact it got carved on their ribs. And now they're invisible from all angels, demons, everything. They got perfect cloak. Right, exactly. So does that stay with them now? Yes. Wow, I mean, that's quite a... Uh, they already had the, the tattoo, so they couldn't get possessed by demons. Um, now this just helps them become invisible to them, so it's not so easily wow. found. Level up, dude. Yeah, right? Okay, back with the hallucinating guy. And there is a lady there telling him that she's Lucifer and uh, lets him know that he is a very powerful vessel that she would like to take over. Uh, says need to take over your mind and body. Uh, the dude though, he's like, oh, I'll just wake up now. 
because he realizes he's been hallucinating a lot lately. And Lucifer's right. like, nope, this one's real. Please invite me in. Right. Uh, what uh, you didn't mention is it sounds like Nick's wife and baby son were recently killed because she makes something mentioned about, um, you know. Yep, that's in my that? upcoming notes here. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, she talks over with this guy who we learn is Nick, uh, says that her crime was loving God too much. And she says, how can God love you when he allowed your family to get butchered? So now we know why the guy is super depressed, why there's an empty baby crib, why he sees blood everywhere is because someone broke into the house and butchered the family and God didn't do anything. Right. Uh, she asks if his... He asks, Nick's, Nick's like, well, okay, if I go along with you, can my family come back? And uh, Lucifer is like, no, they can't. But, you know, you'll get justice and peace. And one thing about it all, I don't lie. <laughs> uh, she's basically at this point begging Nick for, to say yes. Nick has uh, some flashbacks, and then he says yes. Then from outside the house, we see a bright flash of light inside. Yes, we do. Back in the hospital, Bobby is yelling at the doctor for telling him that he'll never walk again. And he claims he will walk again and he'll get up and actually kick the doctor's ass with his bad leg. <laughs> he uses the term game leg, too, which is funny. Right. Uh, Dean wants to protect the planet from the angels and the demons because he figures Earth doesn't need to be any part of their war. They can go find their own planet. Uh, when asked how he's going to accomplish this, Dean has no plans. He doesn't know. <laughs> but he just knows that that's what they need to do. Bobby lets Sam know that uh, it was actually the demon inside of him talking shit back at the uh, hotel room. And that he did not mean that, what he said. Right, and that he would never cut Sam and Dean out of his life. Sam and Dean are leaving the hospital. Sam thinks that they should go find the Colt to give them an upper hand and be able to shoot Lucifer. Dean basically <laughs> Dean basically says, well, whatever, we're going to lose anyways. Who cares? Sam asks Dean if everything's all right. Dean starts breaking down over Sam choosing a demon over his own brother because he was the one that always depended on the most. Dean is having a really hard time forgiving and forgetting for all of this, and he doesn't know how they'll ever carry on the end. Yeah, he's very upset with Sam, like Dan said, because of the fact that he did choose Ruby over Dean and Bobby, and he's just not sure if, I'll ever, if he'll ever be able to trust Sam again. And I can see where he's coming from. <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone should live by bros before hoes. <laughs> That's just good advice. Especially if your hoe is a real demon. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's red flags there that it's not going to turn out pretty. I don't, I don't know. what. Again, he was thinking with the wrong head. Exactly. Exactly. But they happen sometimes, I guess. I don't know. Seems pretty easy to take care of. Take a cold shower, dude. <laughs> Uh, anything, I mean, this episode was all storyline, which I guess isn't surprising being the first episode of the season with the cliffhanger, how last season ended. Right. And so now we know that the boys are going to be battling Lucifer. That's their monster of the season. 
Oh, is that what it is now? Now they're fighting Lucifer? It's more angel stuff? More angel, demon, Lucifer stuff, yeah. Because like I was saying earlier, that's usually um, the season finale will bring the next monster that they fight for at least a season, maybe more. Ah, okay. And so Hallucinating Guy is going to be the actor that plays Lucifer? Yes. Wow. Yes. That guy doesn't look all that great, but you said he's a really uh, good actor, huh? He does, I think, a phenomenal job of playing Lucifer. Well, as Hallucinating Man, he wasn't all that impressive. <laughs> <laughs> he just walked around in the dark going, ugh. <laughs> well, he was depressed. I mean, he, he looked really depressed, although you got to say uh, the actor made Nick look really super-duper depressed for losing his wife and son. So. I guess. Uh, <laughs> one thing I want to mention about this episode, I know that we both wrote it down in our notes. And uh, until we figured out that the plane must have landed, they got beamed up. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Uh, God protected Cass, brought him back. And God, like, beamed up uh, them to that plane, and then it landed safely. Unfortunately, we did not have a plane crash in this episode, to use our favorite line, plane goes boom, pants go brown. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> we were unable to use that line. Man. Shoot. <laughs> that is such a great line. Oh, and by the way, I'm so glad I'm I'm using my headphones. Your your uh, mic's going out. Really? I just put it we just put a new battery in. A week ago. No. 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 That's how long it lasts. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, whatever. We're going to have to do something with this bat different with these batteries. To get a microphone that we can We got to get wired microphones. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Cuz we can only do two, possibly three podcasts per battery before it starts going wonky. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just heard yours dip out and then I hear like what's crazy is all of that EMP or you know. <gasps> you, you hear voices in the background of the <laughs> podcast and the static. <laughs> Yeah, our, our, our <laughs> get a taste of your own supernatural experience by listening to our podcast and listening to the people in the static say, help me. <laughs> uh, so, okay, fun. We get to see Lucifer uh, for the season. I mean, it seems like Cass is here to stay since God brought him back. <laughs> he seems like an important character. Cass will be around for a while. That's for sure. More Chuck, I hope. Chuck will be around for a while. Man, more Chuck. And then we get uh, What's Her Ass from Zach and Cody. Kim Rose. Yeah, we get a her eventually. Okay. And Garth. We've had a Garth episode, right? Not yet. Oh, do we get our first Garth episode this season? No, I don't believe he is... Brought in for a couple more seasons. Okay. I know he's referenced, um, not in this episode, not in this, this looking. Yeah, not this season he's referenced. He's referenced in a future season, but we oh. don't actually see All him. All right. All right. Well, we can skip over. I mean, if he's not even going to be in it. Yeah. Uh, do we get any other people? I mean, besides Kim Rhodes added to any other uh Yes, our next characters? Our next episode, we will be introduced to Bobby's friend, Rufus. Okay. I don't think I've ever seen Rufus. No, we haven't seen him yet. Just uh, He's the one that called Bobby. And Bobby hung up on us. Said, Rufus, I told him never to call me. In the last episode. Oh, yes. So, and, and then he yeah. called him back and gave him all those demon signs that he was noticing. Okay. Cool. So we will meet Rufus. 
Yeah, and your mic just cut out again. Well, that sucks. We should probably... Uh, <laughs> right on tomorrow. Yeah. All right. Uh, just a reminder, we have a uh, Facebook group, Armchair Hunters. So come on over and say hi. Our website, coupleofidgets.com, where you can uh, get all of the webs- uh, all of the episodes there. Uh, leave a comment for us and also learn how to subscribe via your podcast app. Uh, other than that... Was there a death count on this one? Four. Okay. And I think they were all in the uh, uh, not warehouse, but storage unit. Because when Sam and Dean walked in, there was two bodies laying there, and then Cast killed two angels. So that was the four. Yeah, I guess you're right. I thought that there was one earlier, but I guess not. No. <coughs> there wasn't any. Other, just the yeah. What was all the kung fu fighting in the uh, in the ho- hotel room? Yeah, because uh, Dean stabbed a demon and smoked out and scared Meg away. Right. That's right. Oh yeah. So, but I think the only things killed in this episode, yes, they were vessels and the people of those vessels, but were celestial beings. It was just demons and angels that killed. So. Okay. All right. Tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow's episode, season five, episode two. Good God, y'all. Okay. (laughs) That's the name of it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. Bye. Bye.